0: Report. I'm Kyle Carvello. As always, joined by Mr. Drew Olson. Mr. Drew Olson, how are you?
1: I'm just swell, Kyle. How are you?
0: I'm just ducky. It's a early morning on Saturday. I don't know what day it is, but it's Saturday. So it's it's
1: January 13th, or something.
0: 14th, maybe? It's sure. 14th. Yes, it's Friday the 13th. Okay. So uh, things have happened in the Timbers world, so we can talk Lots about
1: that Lots of news. Them.
0: As opposed to the drought we had for most of December, but we have stuff to talk about.
1: Indeed, we do. I'm really excited to talk he, about Roy Miller with you.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's gonna be great. I'm. I. Well, you want to cut right to that, or you want to want to go into kind of order?
1: I thought we were devoting the whole podcast to Roy Miller.
0: Then I don't think you got the email I sent to you, Drew.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I sent you a giant picture of Roy Miller and a small crown on top of his head.
1: Self-explanatory, I thought.
0: This is a communication breakdown between the two of us. I think we might need to reassess and come back to this.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's start with some basic Timbers jargon. What do you think of the new kits?
1: I really Those enjoy rooms. them. Sweet. Um, I, I've gotten some guff for it. I think the buttons are silly, but other than that, I think it's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts?
0: I think it's... I, I I don't like the coll- I can deal with the buttons. Uh, it's the collar. kind of wonky to me. Hmm. Um, but again, like that's nitpicking. I feel because the kit as a whole was pretty pretty kind of. I mean, at first glance, I thought it was flawless.
1: I yeah. mean I'm, I'm the, a big the, fan of the minimalism. You know, like our worst, in my opinion, our worst jerseys have been the ones where there's just too much going on. Um, yeah. so I'm a, I'm a big fan of you know it's it's good green Keep and gold simple. color. Um, you know it just feels right it looks looks sexy and
0: um. at the same time it's not super simple too cuz the intricate detail that kind of has the flannel look to it is it's kind of complicated but it's not something you notice at first glance like you need to be pretty close to the jersey itself
1: yeah well i guess i have then really you also have the jersey but yeah
0: well the crest is also supposed to have like log rings in it as well oh if yeah if you look really close to it there's a bunch of circles
1: Interesting. Are there circles yeah. that go back to 1975 to, to I don't how old we are? That's pretty so. Okay.
0: That would be quite impressive, but I don't think so. Anyway, it sounds kind of cool. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of it. I think uh, I think it looks great, especially with the new Alaska Airlines logo. Um,
1: oh, I didn't I even think it, I didn't even notice that.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's the new ones on the home kit this year.
1: Did, is really that because Alaska old. changed their logo, or is it? They we...
0: did last year, and if you remember on just the chevron kit, it just said Alaska.
1: Right. Oh, and and now it says airlines,
0: airlines and then, as well. Yeah, yeah, and then our away one had the new Alaska Airlines logo. Gotcha. But it looks good. I'm a huge fan. I like the three stripes, the uh, that just end at the shoulder. They don't go all the way down the arm like in previous years. I like it. Yeah. It's a good kit.
1: Yeah. I did notice that they're still pushing the Chevron kit very hard on my website though. Listen, they got have they a have lot of jokes. inventory. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> they got to burn through that somehow.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: What's your um? Yeah. Where? What's your take on the kit versus jersey debate? I, I You're a kit care. guy. You say kit, right?
0: I I say kit, um, but in certain like, if, if I know who I'm talking to knows what a kit is, like, to my other friends who aren't in soccer. So circles, your friends that
1: aren't auto mechanics.
0: Yeah, I'll say jersey, but yeah. like, you know what a kit is, so I can mm-hmm. say kit. Most people listening to the show knows what a kit is.
1: Maybe opening a can of worms here, but how about pitch versus field?
0: So we're going to the Bob, Bob uh, the Bob Bradley debacle, if you will.
1: Oh God, Well, Um, that's what we want to call again, it.
0: Again, i think I I've always referred to it as field. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I guess I'll say pitch if I want to be like sarcastic, but not actually in serious ways. I don't yeah,
1: it's one it. of those things where Kit I think totally makes sense. Like everybody understands that here, but for if if. If I heard someone talking about the pitch, I'm thinking, okay, this guy is probably a I mean, just a United fan, and you know, thinks he's hot shit because he's been watching the EPL since he was in high yep. school and has never been to a soccer game in America. But uh, maybe, maybe I'm projecting. But it's like no, I I know, when like, I hear pitch I, or like kit or putting on my boots—they're yeah, boots, like, not never boots; know. they're cleats. Never boots. This is America, never God damn it! Um, <laughs> right? Anyway. We have know, more variety just, than you do. We're the authority. I just when I when I imagine someone talking like that, and you know, I just I just think of someone that thinks they're... Well, too, like, like
0: with pitch. Are. If if I come if I hear the word pitch, like without context, I also go to like sound and volume. Oh, and use it. exactly, exactly. That's usually the first place my mind goes to. Yeah,
1: okay. although no, Timbers Army, we are known for our singing. So yeah, although not on cue, especially the National Anthem. That's the point. Anyway. You know, it's
0: a that, that's just a whole crossover yeah, situation.
1: Yeah, sorry, I opened up a can of worms there.
0: No, it's, honestly, it's, it's an interesting talking point, especially with Americans abroad and him possibly taking over as the Norway manager. Who knows?
1: It's official, isn't it? Was
0: it wasn't official. I never thought it was official. I so. If it's official, that's good for him. I'm uh, happy for him.
1: Maybe I just heard it reported as. Well,
0: they, I know they offered him the job. That was official.
1: Oh, maybe he hasn't accepted it yet, though. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Like, they could be hammering out details or what have you. Yeah.
1: He's trying to get paid, I'm sure. Yeah. There's no way um, Norway goes to the World Cup, right?
0: With 48 teams? I uh, think they do. Well, no,
1: that doesn't happen for two No, not cycles, for a couple of years. Yeah.
0: I don't think he will be there, but I think at some point they'll definitely go. They've always kind of been, I think, the third to fourth team in their group. So, I think it's very conceivable by, what, 2026 they'll go?
1: Didn't Ka get a national team call-up for Norway, though?
0: Oh, yeah. I think he was, like, a mainstay for, like earlier. Yeah, season.
1: that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not a good sign.
0: No, but he, well, he's not there anymore, is it? So there you Oof, go.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: So I mean, it's only he's, going up. He's not
1: even in the—he retired, I think. He's an assistant coach for Vancouver now.
0: Which yeah. for uh, Whitecaps, too. Oh, speaking yeah. of national teams, though, Nagby is back with the U.S. men's national team under Mr. Bruce Arena. Yeah. That's kind
1: of cool. Called up for Camp yeah. Cupcake, which should be exciting. And um, sounds... Uh, it, it, Arena's kind of comments on the matter sound like he's mostly going to be playing on the wing. Um, yeah. Which which probably makes sense. I think that's probably his role for the national team, given our lack of depth on the wing for the national team well, and our I think, deep depth in the center of the field. Um, even though, you know, who knows. But,
0: I think what... Bruce must like that was that he can play all across that front three. Like he can play in the middle if he needs to, or he can play on the right or the left. Yeah. So if Nagby, if you know, he's also he's inverted too. If you want to, if you, I mean, I don't know what his uh his process is here, but if he wants to bomb the fullbacks, Nagby's a great asset. But I mean, yeah, Marcus Beasley's there. He's not bombing anywhere.
1: Well, and he, it's another reason to you know maybe that Nagby will get his he's still never started for the national team, right? So he might get his first start just because he's so versatile that, you know, yeah. Bruce knows that he can bring on. So when Nelson move to elsewhere if
0: elsewhere. Yep. Yep, I like it. Um, 100% MLS players. I don't think there's anybody outside. If you want to attach guys. But I think that um, Jorge Villafin has got to be called in.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they're in the middle of their season right no, now. No, I'm, I'm not like, talking
0: yeah. like right now. I'm thinking he's got to be called in like,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe he's holding out to play for El Tree, but, uh, who knows? the so problem is,
0: like, so he was,
1: It's good, I, to, uh, good to hear that Acosta is actually going to be played as a midfielder. He's,
0: yep. no I mean, Uzi other, is now a as a left back, he'll, he'll defender, but he would be playing left back, wouldn't he? I mean, you'd assume.
1: Isn't he playing, he's right-footed. I is guess. he right back? Oh, right, yeah. Um. But you know, I like that kind of shocked me when I saw that in the national team roster. But then I was talking to my friend who's a Sporting KC fan, and she said that he played there, has played there a few times. I, I think it was like three or four, maybe five, uh, last season, and actually did really well, which surprised me. So I and I, I didn't realize that he'd ever played the position at all. So it's, it's yeah, me neither. You know.
0: All right. Hey, more power worth to Worth an him.
1: experiment. That's why. That's the reason KF Camp exists. So. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Hopefully Nagby uh, actually doesn't just sit his ass on the bench and get some minutes, and we can soon play.
1: Yeah, and that, uh, related to the national teams, uh, there's the She Believes Cup coming up, or whatever. Yep. And, uh, and
0: that's all going to be in the Northeast too.
1: There's a game in D.C. which I'm excited to to it's see. It's
0: D.C. Red Bull Arena and uh, whatever Philadelphia's new stadiums are. Their old stadiums called.
1: Do you consider D.C. the Northeast?
0: Uh, I mean the general region. Like, I mean, you could drive. You could very easily if you're somewhere in any of these cities, you could drive to all the games and not yeah. be super inconvenient.
1: Totally, yeah.
0: So, I, no, it's not really the Northeast, but, I mean, do you mean
1: I don't know. North, I don't care.
0: Eastern, section.
1: Right. That spot. Totally. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, I don't think they've announced a venue. Hopefully it's not out of the Redskins Stadium, which is a terrible, terrible place. But, anyway. So,
0: what's happening with RFK? I mean, that's still... Is that, like, being slowly de demolish like well
1: I, so the likely scenario is because you know we have this system of for whatever reason um cities and local municipalities feel the need to pay for these multi-million dollar making um, pro sports teams to play there so currently the redskins play in the suburbs of virginia yeah. um i think it's virginia maybe it's maryland anyway um they have this giant monstrosity of a stadium in the middle of nowhere, um, and it's like 10 years old now, maybe 15, and they're already talking about it like it's the worst, you know, basically they've already started their threats to leave the city if they don't get a new stadium paid for by, you know, some surrounding area. The likely scenario is that obviously because DC United, this is their last season at RFK before they move to the new stadium is by the Nationals Baseball Stadium, which DC yep. taxpayers paid $700 million to build. We're only paying out to, giving away $200 million worth of land for this one. Public works, ladies and gentlemen. Um, anyway, long story short, the hints that have been coming is that they're probably going to tear down RFK and build a new Redskins Stadium there. Obviously a lot of bureaucratic hoops to jump through. Um, but um, that seems like the most likely scenario.
0: Now, uh, is United going to be in the new stadium next season? Is that the goal?
1: Next season, yep. yep.
0: Perfect. That should be way more fun for next year then.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I'm sure
0: you are. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you're you a season ticket holder, aren't you? I am. So yeah, I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, will, I,
1: will, I will continue to stand on my soapbox as a season ticket holder and say it is completely ridiculous that the city of Washington, DC gave away two hundred million dollars worth of land and infrastructure and they are rebuilding the roads in the region, um, and then leasing that to D C United for one dollar a year for a decade, at which point D C United very well may ask for another new stadium. Anyway, <laughs> um it's public financing of president. No, I get it. I mean completely, it's it's, it's, it's
0: completely off topic. Sorry, well, it's a semi-on-topic.
1: This is a Timbers but, uh, podcast. We haven't even talked about the Timbers yet. No, no, no. <laughs> yet. I'm actually
0: I'm actually talking to your point. If anyone has oh, okay. a chance, watch John Oliver's last week tonight on yes. public funding for stadiums. Hundred totally. percent correct. Um, it's very well done, phenomenal, and every point he makes is, is on on point.
1: Yeah, and if you, if you really want to get into the weeds to it, uh, there's a book. It's it's a few years old now, so maybe a little dated, but it's called Field of Schemes, um, yeah. yep. I'm uh, sure. which is a, a really interesting book and kind of. Uh, you know, we're at a point now where some teams or cities question or refuse to pay for these new teams. Look at San Diego, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. Um, the city of Atlanta. Uh, I mean, I guess Seattle is the original city that refused yeah. to, to subsidize these billionaires. Um, and we're at a place now where that, you know, that gets doubted. Back when Field of Schemes um, was written probably a decade ago, uh, this it was just an unquestioned thing that Every municipality paid for the stadium yep. and rented it out for little or no money. Anyway, we should yeah, appreciate no. <laughs> that the, <laughs> yeah. the city of Portland put up very little money, I think, that intri- yeah, ultimately ended positive. up getting he's, reimbursed. He's, yeah.
0: yeah, he's been pretty good. And the uh, the renovations that could be finished by 2018, they're all going to be probably funded as well, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's because politically Portland would just not accept that. And like D.C. No, where know, we're obviously. You know.
0: But also LAFC is doing it correct too. LAFC is probably funding their whole stadium. I think they got. I don't know. I I wouldn't be. I I think it was similar to DC. (laughs) I think they got the land.
1: Really, I actually didn't realize they had a stadium already.
0: Oh yeah, they're it's already under construction, Hmm. but they're they're probably. I think they got the land for dirt cheap. I don't think it was given to them, but they got it for dirt cheap, and then they're building the whole stadium themselves.
1: Well, that's good. I mean, that's kind of like Minnesota United, which has been claiming that they're building the whole thing themselves. When, yeah. Which is actually the same thing DC United is doing, except it's because the city is giving away yeah. um, yep. all the land.
0: And obviously, um, I think one of the first things I learned <laughs> in my economics class is, like, any of the economic dollars that they say are generated by these stadiums is usually kind of bullshitty. Like, they're off by, like, millions to, like, hundreds of millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, well, there's no doubt that more money comes into the area um, of well, where the stadium is, but... All the evidence suggests that's money that would be spent there anyway, Um, so it's kind of revenue neutral. It's basically just a reallocation of of resources.
0: So this is off topic, so let's get back on point. Uh, So let's kind of go in reverse chronological order, or I guess uh, whatever. Let's start with the draft. Okay. That happened yesterday. Yes. Uh, I think the Timbers won the draft. As a whole, I think they won the draft.
1: I think that there's no way to know that. Ask ask me again in two years, no, and I'll say no, no, if we no. won the draft.
0: <laughs> I understand that point. I'm saying when you look at face value for what you think you know you're getting from player video, combine uh, rumors about said players, I think we won the draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's too early to tell. Like you know, this who knows he may. Uh, I guess we should say we we got Jeremy Abobise.
0: With the number four. going gonna learn how to
1: say that. Actually, I don't yeah, know. I'm sure. Um, and Michael Amick were our two guys that we got. We traded. We had the tenth pick. We traded that in 100,000. Was it Gam or Tam? I think it was Gam. It was in Gam. An international spot for one season over to Houston, and, and got got Ebobese, who was the pre-draft consensus number one pick. Yes, if um, yes,
0: he was. He's a very oddi type, which I think is great because we've never really had a backup for Oddy. I thi- um, yeah, he's a bit that, smaller. Really? I,
1: I've actually, I thought he was, I read he was more of a kind of a, a Nagby
0: Every, kind of guy. Everyone's I've uh, read saying that he can be the Addy mold. He can, he needs to bulk up a little bit, obviously, but, you know, he's a big athletic guy. Okay. I mean, obviously, he's, he's, he's 19. He can be developed, yeah. so, like,
1: yeah, huge I, upswing. I, I actually, you know, people are, like, talking about how he's going to be Audi's backup and stuff. I think that might be a little premature. Okay, yeah, he's 6'1", yeah. 175, That's so big. big. Um, he
0: needs to have a stellar preseason, but I think he goes with T2 for a year, yeah. and then we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it probably comes down to whether we hold on to Jack Mack or not. Um yes, if very Jack, much so. I mean, I don't see any world where this guy gets ahead of Jack Mack if he's still in the squad. Um, but you can also, if, if also the numbers are Jack high Mack enough is. on this guy, it's also possible that... Uh, you know, maybe, you know, Jack Mack takes a pretty big cap hit, so. Exactly. And you have Darren be,
0: Maddox.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have Darren Maddox, who is, about. a lot of people still think it is best position as is, is a striker, so. um, I, I love Maddox
0: on the wing, but. Um, Me too, but I'm saying, it's one of the things I could see, the way I see, uh, Jeremy Ebonise coming in is- We should with pronounce Mack. it different every time. Yeah, probably will. Is with Jack Mack leaving, because then yeah. there's a spot for him that you don't, because you you'll have a backup with Maddox. I mean, you can shift him into the middle when Audi gets subbed out. You can put somebody else in the wings. So mm-hmm. if it's saying you want, or you know, if something happens to Air, you know, you want to get a kind of a like-for-like formation and keep somebody big up top for maybe an Open Cup game to bleed some new players into the formation. I, I see no reason why you wouldn't give them some minutes. So I, I think it's conceivable that he gets out of the first game and stays, but not likely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was it Ben? I I forgot our two rookies last year. It was Ben Polk and some other. Polk dude. and Nico Brett. Right, Nico Brett, and what? Nico Brett played five minutes or something, right? The I think he game played game. two. Yeah, I think it was two minutes. When uh, when was the last time we had a draft pick that we actually played George Fitchiwe? Yep, that was three yeah. seasons ago. Yeah. Um. And he was a second round draft pick, right? Yeah. Mhm. So, actually, let's think about this. Nagby was a draft pick. Taylor Pay, I think, was a draft pick. Kachive.
0: Beasler. He didn't. He nothing hasn't for
1: played us. a minute of the first team though. Nope. I, I'm Are trying we, to think oh, of guys so, that no, played first for the teams? first team.
0: I think that's your list. Um. Andy Tomo. Did we draft him?
1: Yeah. Has he played
0: for the first team, though? I think he might have gotten he's a few minutes. He's made some
1: benches, for sure. Yeah. That might be it, though. So, who knows? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like, yeah, he's going to be our backup striker, or whatever. I think that's premature, given the history that Timmer's I had think, with. I think with optimistically,
0: graphics. he's a third string third string striker, and that's optimistic. Mm-hmm. And so I think he might get loaned out to T2. Yeah. Because he needs minutes. Let's see, he's 19. The guy needs minutes. So if you're not going to put him in at the end of a, tent, you know, a meaningful match, you might as well put him into T2.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And the nice thing about that is, and I think this is what Nico Redd ended up doing, which was he would played mostly for T2 and then, you know, made the occasional bench for the first team. Yep, and yep. You know, so you're only going to be a super sub at that point anyway, so it's not like you have to worry about him being tired or whatnot.
0: Yep. And then, uh... With the number 32 pick, we selected Michael Emick, uh, a center back from UCLA, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've actually seen him play. I went to uh, Georgetown uh, UCLA game college uh, last season uh, and was actually pretty impressed. It was one of those games where – I mean, both those teams, I think they were both in the top five at the time. I think UCLA was ranked really number one at the time, although they uh, – and and Georgetown ended up winning and UCLA ended up having a relatively disappointing season last year. Uh, but at the time Amick was, I think top drawer soccer's number one college player. Um, this is about two years ago. Uh, and he's obviously dropped down since then, but it was definitely one of those situations when I was watching him play that it it was like, he was the man among boys, you know, he was like, He had six inches and 20 pounds on pretty much every other player. Um, but he was very calm, very controlled. Um, he was playing against Josh Yarrow at the time, who's now who, you yeah. know, started 30-some games for um, uh, the fire last season, and who I said sucked. So clearly <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I was like, there's no way he's going to be good enough um, after seeing a couple Georgetown games, and clearly I was very wrong. So take this all with a giant grain of salt. But um, I, w- I was definitely more impressed with Amec than I was Yarrow when I saw them on the same field together. Uh, he... You know, he wasn't asked to do a lot, I don't think. Uh He, he just kind of controlled the back. He was playing center back, which I think is what we're expecting him to slot in as, as yes. a pro, right, center yep. back? He, he He's not playing really fast by any means, so you think center back probably is probably But he's technical, isn't he? Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. The good the with his feet. He's very good yeah. with his feet control. Um, Caleb definitely. Porter
0: described him as uh, Liam Ridgewell-esque, if you want to take that for what you will. I mean, I have never seen him play, so maybe you can comment on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that I think that's probably a fair comparison. Um, you know, a lot of people wanted us to uh, take uh, who was the other guy that went number one over? Or, oh, Robinson. I think yeah. Miles Robinson was number two, maybe. Yep. Um He did. He and, totally and he, animal. I think, was consensus top center back in the draft. I, I was yeah. li- I was excited about him just because he's kind of a ball winning aerial threat uh, center back type guy, which with with we four right out, we don't have anymore. Um yeah. And I think that was a weakness of our defense last year is we we basically have no ball winning but do, are we assuming that
0: point? uh Erikoya is not going to be a ball winning type like I don't. yeah that's a good point him. actually because i don't he could have be. no idea yeah
1: i have no idea um so he Into could be yeah
0: maybe um,
1: but uh but yeah but we're, so I, I think this is a solid uh, you know he's a guy that's dropped i think he had a bad combine so i think it was kind of a he, value he didn't go tip. to the combine he was injured oh there you go that's right so yeah yeah he yeah. was injured so he dropped um but if he, you know if he can get healthy then, um, I think, you know, it could be a good value pick. I mean, yeah. I think, well, I, I don't know. I think there was one player, um, taken in the second round that played any minutes last season. So you're basically trying to find a diamond in the rough if it's after yeah. the first round. Um, and a lot of people saying that the super draft is kind of as lost as meaning. I would, I mean, I would say I the disagree. opposite. Yeah. You, you look at the last. That. Basically, starting with Nagby, and since then, the drafts have been. You, you, we just haven't a lot been real talent. good at it.
0: But there are yeah, teams uh, like the Colorado, for the most part, Look at but, Colorado. Yeah. Look at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Look at looking at uh, Keegan Rosenberry and um. For I mean, Jack Harrison last year. Jack Harrison. People were like, guy. "Who was
1: the? You know, he was a surprise number one pick, and you know, I think definitely the highest ceiling of any yeah. rookie last year. So, and and I that mean, was you know, Keegan Rosenberry was what he was like the sixth pick, I want to say. He was yeah. Relatively lower. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think in that way maybe we should be hopeful because I think December four pick is probably the highest. Is it the highest we've had since Nagby? I don't know what we got our second year. We
0: had a pretty in two thousand twelve. We had a like three or four, didn't we? Didn't we? And it came in last, so we must have a pretty high pick in the West. Yeah,
1: days. and clearly that player is no longer on our team, so that's.
0: <laughs> that might have been when we took Nick Beasler.
1: Was that when we oh, took Nick Beasley? Was he in first round? Okay, so 2012 MLS Super Draft, Number one overall was Andrew Wenger. Number oh, two was Darren th- Maddox. This would
0: be 13, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, would it? Okay, let's see. Okay. Oh, we early. took in the, in 2012, at the eighth pick, we took AJB. Andrew John oh. baptiste speaking of oh, drafted yeah. players no, that played he for the actually, first team. I didn't mind him at all. He just scored for Haiti, actually. I don't think that? he has a club team, but he's back with the Haiti national team. They beat, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, which is a huge win for Haiti. It is. Um, Trinidad and Tobago was.
0: Yeah, the this would be the crisis, 2013 Superdraft. Because we came in shit in 2012.
1: 2013, number one overall was Andrew Farrell. Number two was Carlos Alvarez Tejivas. Uh Mane went fourth that year. Yeah. Walker Zimmerman went seventh.
0: Did we trade it away?
1: Yes. Yes, we traded. Pick acquired from Portland Timbers. Th- we had the third pick, and we traded yep. it to Toronto the- for Ryan Johnson and Milos Kocic. Yeah, yep. good trade for us. And they drafted yeah. Kyle Becker with the number three pick. So he, Kyle Becker's definitely. really good, but I feel like Ryan Johnson would yeah. probably. Yep. Good, good Didn't pick.
0: we also try to get the number one in the allocation order too? Because that's how we want to try to bring in uh, Nick screwed Oh my god, I'd
1: forgotten about that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hashtag memories.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: But anyway, we he's can kind probably of
1: he's probably available again. He
0: is. <laughs> We can assume that uh this guy's going to be a T2 defender, correct? Especially with our new Yeah,
1: absolutely. I don't think there's I think there's a very low chance that he uh, uh, barring, you know, probably worse injuries than we suffered in the backline last year, I don't think there's any chance he gets first team minutes. Um Yeah, well, I mean, he's definitely going to be behind Roy Miller in the dark draft or the uh depth chart, I would say.
0: Yeah, so we uh we kind of did something new we brought in Three players from T2, the first team, which is kind of cool. But Victor, how do you pronounce his last name? Arboleda. Mm -hmm. Uh, Renical Clark and uh, McIntosh, the keeper. Uh, I like all of these signings.
1: Yeah, I'm a little surprised by McIntosh. I didn't think he was overwhelmingly good for T2 last year. I talked to my buddy Bill Reno, who's probably the best expert in America on U.S. goalkeepers. Um and he's he said that he is physically very gifted but has bad mechanics. Um, but um he said he's got the talent the, the like physical talent to to get there but he you know he needs to work on his his fundamentals a little bit. Uh, but that's why you sign him and loan him out to T two. Probably is what'll But here's again, the thing,
0: so. you also might need him for the first few months. Yeah, he'll definitely make some benches. Well, because Gleason's not eligible at all until after he does his MLS shenanigans. Or his yeah, there's still no
1: official release on that, right? There's not, but it's I have happen. a rumor that he might miss only one game.
0: Maybe. But still Seems you need crazy, a backup keeper me, for but, a game. Yeah. I mean, and I guess we so, can assume I
1: mean, that Ridgewell is off the hook now that his charges got dropped. Yeah. I, I um, can't
0: see the MLS trying yeah. to force him to do anything when the uh, the county dropped charges, though. So.
1: Which is weird because That's a whole he definitely was drunk and driving, and filled the breath, or he filled the, uh, he, no, he didn't take the breathalyzer, but he filled the test. He did not take it, because that's what, they're, yeah. they're
0: told not to take the breathalyzer test. Right, right, right.
1: Well, that's why he got off, so. Yeah. Um, okay.
0: But yeah, uh, I think, obviously, the standout one here, I am super excited about Renical Clark. I think a lot of people are. I wasn't super convinced they were going to bring him in this year, because he was injured for most of last year, or he's coming back from an injury, but I'm Happy he's here. I feel way better about the Roy Miller signing with him coming in, too. Um, I, I trust Clark already. I mean, not to start, but injury or something happens or you need to bring in another defender, I'm content with this guy coming in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good sign. It's, you know, it's a, our, really, these are with Farfan, who we signed um, yep. last month. These are really the first guys we've ever developed. So yeah. That's a good sign. Tell me if you think otherwise. I actually would be shocked if any of these guys actually played for the first team. Um, um
0: I can see Clark. That's that's the most I can see Clark. That's I think the most likely.
1: Macintosh will definitely make some benches to start the season, but I would be shocked yep. if he.
0: I think he'll go. I think the reason why he was signed is because we're gonna need him for the first few. I, games. I guess we
1: left out. I think this happened since our last podcast that we also traded for Jeff Attanella. We did. Yep. Um, sent get the him rights from Avara uh, uh, over to uh, Minnesota. And Atanella, yeah. actually, is, a real, I think, a, among yes. the best backup goalkeepers in MLS. I'm surprised he's he, still content to be backup, honestly. But, um, yeah, well, I he think He could possibly
0: it. push Gleason. I think he's, he's conceivably on the same plane as Gleason. And, and yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. But if he takes over, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, no one should be shocked. Yeah. It's not saying that Gleason's bad, but this guy's just good. I mean, we yeah, both really good. He's,
1: yeah. I mean, we probably have the best value goalkeepers in the league. I mean, I think both of them yeah. are less than 100,000, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, we also signed, uh, or we re-signed Jack Barmy, too. Um, I I, don't think much of that. That is what it is.
1: He's a deaf player.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's young. Mm-hmm. Some people are really high on him. That's fine. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we also signed a couple... So we uh, we went to the MLS supermarket that is Supriza right now. Hmm. And we picked up Roy Miller and... Uh, David Guzman. Let's start with the obviously good one first. I, I like David Guzman. Uh, from his highlights, our David, I'm not sure pronounce his own name, but I'm assuming David. Literally David because he speaks Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I like him. He's a true number six. It's the first true number six we've really had. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this cap- the most
1: solid yeah. our center midfield has ever been to start a season? Well, I guess with Will Johnson there, we knew who it was. But I, mean, I would, I would have... say this is right on par with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's just right on par with that. I mean, we're not going in with any injuries. It's not like anybody broke anything or tore anything at the end of the season, so that's great. Uh, you already see how this is all coming together, which is nice. And uh, he's a nice number six, and you'd assume uh, Ben Zemansky's his backup for, for him and Chara. Yeah, because,
1: you know, in a way probably, where, you know, it's kind of like another signing getting Zemansky back, too.
0: Yeah. Um, I would... I, from what I've seen, he can be a physical player, so I would not be shocked if he picks up a few yellow card accumulation suspensions this year. So you know, nice
1: like, I, I feel like Chara might be the cover for that. It might, but who knows? Maybe definitely, again, the, definitely our two most physical center yes, midfielders ever. that's ahead. why
0: I, I like Zemanski being the backup. That makes me feel a bit better. He's mm-hmm. obviously a bit more of a stay-at-home midfielder, it's supposed to box the box, but no problem with that, especially if you need a defensive piece. Um, but, so we signed Roy Miller. That's a thing. Um. MLS I'm not, legend. yeah. I'm not super, there are people that are like ripped for the signing. Uh, I'm not that down on it, primarily because his body of work in MLS, he was mostly played out of position, and he made a few very high profile mistakes with Thierry Henry, which always makes you look like an asshat, so.
1: Hopefully, Caleb Porter just tells him no free kicks. We have Valeri. and stay way
0: away from the penalty box after the PK.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a depth piece. He's a little, probably a little expensive for my taste, but, you know, he's got experience. He's been much better the last couple years. I mean, he was good against us in the Champions League. He's Um, good for
0: Priest and Costa Rica. He's been good for both of them.
1: mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot he's still getting national team call-ups. That's mind-blowing to me. But, uh... He's what 32 now, so he's not young. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, I go to a lot of DC United games, and they, the United <laughs> fans, love making yep. fun of Red Rolls for him. Um, you know, he's prone to the mental occasional mental error, but we also have William Ridgewell. <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> he's now. He's also prone to the occasional mental yep. error. So, uh, yeah, it's a depth phase. I he's been better the last couple of years than he was his last two years with. And you the know, MLS, like so.
0: he's going to be called out for, and this is why I think Clark is a. Even better sign because you know Miller's still going to get called up for Costa Rica, especially with the mm. Gold Cup coming. So
1: Yeah, though for the first time, there will be no games during the Gold Cup for MLS. No games? I thought
0: Sorry, still group, stage. Stage. Group, group stage. Group stage,
1: okay. there will be no MLS games during the Gold okay.
0: Cup. Yeah, you still, you know, Miller's going out for that. Uh, Clark is he's capped by Jamaica, but I, I don't think he's... I mean, he, wasn't, he didn't go to the Copa America, did he?
1: Oh, I didn't know he'd been capped, actually.
0: I think he's been capped like, maybe one or two times. I know huh. he's been in their youth system. He's Jamaican? I, I, I'm, maybe I'm making myself up. I'm pretty sure I thought he was Jamaican. And I'm pretty sure I thought he's been capped a couple times. Uh,
1: Renico Clark is Jamaican.
0: Alright, so I'm one for one so far.
1: He's played for the Jamaican U 20s.
0: Okay, so two for two.
1: Yeah, that no no big boy national team.
0: <sighs> so close. So close. But anyway, yeah, I think it makes up I don't think he'll be called for the Gold Cup, so I think he would, uh, if, you know, Roy Miller gets injured or something like that, he's obviously the third choice center back. So, again, I like the signing even more now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't I don't have any major issues with Miller being a depth piece. I mean, he's only in a couple minutes. Mm hmm. And he can play out in the wing, or not in the wing, uh, as a fullback, too, if we really need him to. But I do not like him in that position. I don't think he likes being in that position, and we all seen what can happen to that position. And we we have more depth at the at fullbacks now this year, too. I mean, we have.
1: Who's our backup right back? Taylor Pay.
0: Yeah, we Taylor Pay. I mean, you know, we got a. I apartment. guess
1: Valentine maybe. No,
0: Valentin, too. There's a, there's a bit more, it's a bit more than we had last year, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, you got Vitas, Farfan, and Valentine on that one position. That's. No oh way. yeah,
1: I forgot to mention Farfan. that I saw Vitas in the PDX those, airport over the holidays. Oh shit. He uh. He had frosted tips, which I must say.
0: They're coming back. They're coming back, Drew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure, sure. He—it yeah. was definitely one of those things where, like, I probably would not have noticed him, but I was like, "Who's this guy?" Like, you know, obviously he's bigger than the average dude. He's not huge, but he's big, and he's—he's he's got the thing where it's like shaved all around except for the top of his head, and then he's oh, got sure. the yep. tips going straight up. You say hi. No, no. no.
0: I just said hi. Yeah. No. So a, let's keep going. So this is the big rumor that's come out in the past couple of weeks. Um, it's rumored that our mystery DP winger is going to be Sebastian Blanco, uh, currently playing for San Lorenzo in Argentina for the tune of $4.5 million.
1: Which includes his first year salary.
0: Yes, it does. Um, supposedly, we put in a $4 million offer already that was rejected. I don't know if that was ever confirmed. Or I think I think I saw one tweet about that. I'm not. Positive that's an actual thing. But from what you've seen or read about Blanco, what do you think?
1: I think it's interesting because he, if he's a winger, then it means either Maddox or Nagby are likely moving to the bench. Um, And, and, you know, separate from the, the Blanco rumors, Caleb Porter has said to multiple media outlets that the Timbers are trying to sign a DP winger. So if it's Blanco or not, like that's clearly the type of player they're targeting. So it's a bit intriguing to me. Like I do think it's a, it's obviously an area, it's been an area of weakness historically. Maybe Porter kind of maybe sees Maddox as more of a bench guy. You know, he, he could really fit the sub, the role of super sub nicely. Um, yes, he and does. he did that yep. you know, early in the season last year. I, I really was impressed with Maddox towards the end of the season as a starter, but, um, You know, if you can get DP quality guy out there, I guess you gotta go for that. And then maybe that maybe that's another sign that McInerney is gonna be gone, and maybe Maddox will end up playing more striker, off the bench. Um, but yeah, Blanco. Um, I don't know a ton about him, but he seems to he's Argentine, which we've had luck with, and um,
0: some luck. Got some luck. Most of the luck.
1: Speaking of DP wingers. (laughs) Yep. Um, (laughs) yeah. So I. uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I I probably don't know enough to make a solid decision. Um, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, from the few videos on YouTube I've watched of him, I'm not sold. He's already a $4.5 million player, but he's good. I mean, he seems to be pretty dynamic. Uh, How old is he? Do we know? He's 28, so he's at the okay. tail end, of the prime of his career, if you want to phrase it that way, <laughs> or the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, you got to spend money. Especially if you want players to come to MLS sometimes, you got to spend money. I mean, it is what it is. I, I I'm not. I think he's a good player. I think he is kind of what we always wanted Milano to develop into, just not with the pace necessarily, but he seems to be pretty good technical, technically. Um,
1: and I think he's better now than Milano was when we signed him. We t- we signed Milano oh, kind yeah. of as a project, I think.
0: Um, yes. Uh, so, I mean, if this is what our DP winger is, I'm... I'm okay with it. I have no problem with it. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's, capped San for the Argentina
1: national team. He's yep. Ca-
0: he's has a couple caps for them. According uh, to transfermarket.com,
1: he is worth 4.2 million. So maybe we're getting
0: a, yeah, but maybe, honestly, there's not a, a ton of tape on him. So you got to trust that the timber scouts and I've seen more on him that we have,
1: he's five, six, 140 pounds. Wow. So he's, he's <laughs> Tiny. literally
0: my build, And I'm a pretty kind of a Luciano
1: Costa. Kind of yeah.
0: Guy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, San Lorenzo is a pretty big club. I mean, it's not chump change. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he's played at a pretty high level. I, I like the signing. Uh, supposedly, the Sounders were looking at this guy if they did not get um uh Nico Oh, fuck. I remember his last name. Lodiero? That's the guy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, so I guess this was his or, yeah, Lodiero's backup if that did not go through. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Right, the window's now open, so the draft is over, and you assume that they wouldn't want to get this guy in for the start of the season, which was... I'm sorry, season for the start of preseason, which is about a week and a half, two weeks away. So, yeah. You gotta expect uh, a bit more smoke to be rising for this one, I suppose. Gotta think that there's...
1: Go- I was gonna at least make another signing before the season, right?
0: Yeah, I would assume. But, so... I guess my question is, what happens with Rodney Wallace? With all of our people that we brought up from T2, from draft picks, from this guy, uh, do we still think Rodney Wallace is uh, conceivably going to come back to the Timbers? I mean, do we need him to come back now?
1: I think it's unlikely at this point. Um, I know his club team in yeah, Brazil has kind of given him the ultimatum that he needs to report to camp or they're going to file a complaint with FIFA because he's not there. Yep. Um, if we're getting a DP winger, then I don't think we need Rodney Wallace, um, who's not going to be cheap. No, he's not. So I think it's – I would I would say the odds are pretty low at this point that we get Wallace. If, if we agree. were going to, it probably would have happened by
0: now. I agree. Um, Yeah, also just the last little bit here. So we did a loan Milano out to uh, Argentine club Atletico okay. Belgrano. I like the fact we loaned him. Yeah, I think this, it took us uh, 40 this forty
1: minutes into this podcast, and that's the first yeah. Talk time about to this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, took more have been uttered. So,
0: but this yeah. echoes the um the Trancito, El Trancito, uh, Jose Valencia trade that we did. Uh, loaned well, we a couple years ago, and that worked out great for us. I mean, if he ends up mm-hmm. performing well at his original, I mean, this is a club he started out with. Uh, we're gonna make a We can make a nice payday off of it. I mean, I'm not sure if we'll make. We oh, made you think for we're him. gonna
1: make money off this? There's I, no. I
0: don't, I don't think we're making. I, I think we're gonna make money. We're just getting money, I should say. We'll get a nice amount for him. Not, yeah. not necessarily a profit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. We,
1: for him. I'll take any compensation at this point.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, good for him. Wish him all the best. Thanks for that one goal against Dallas at the end, and that really cool assist in the cup. Thank you.
1: Yeah, he'll. He's. It's a. He'll have had a very interesting MLS career. Played a huge role in our run of the cup, and then uh gone.
0: So that's really, uh, that's really it for recent Timbers news. Yeah, anything else you want to talk about?
1: How are you feeling? How are you feeling about the season? Um, you know, Timbers Twitter is always crazy and has a short attention span, but I feel like people are been pretty negative. I've thought. I don't
0: know. I think it's been very negative up until about yesterday. <laughs> um, I it's been so quiet. I mean, this mm-hmm. week alone we I mean other than the uh, Roy Miller, which a lot of people are down on and the uh, David Guzman signing, up until this week, it's been really quiet. I mean and just in this week, we signed the T2 players, we signed Barnby, we had two pretty good draft picks, and then you know within the past week and a half, we've had DP rumors. so I think all of December was really negative. I would agree.
1: I actually, I feel really good about this season. I think if we can be healthy, we've got a healthy Maddox, we've got a healthy Nagby, healthy, healthy Valeri, Valeri, healthy Audi. we've got, hopefully Gleason will Ridgewell be back, but is, I'm really happy with Atanella as a
0: backup. Rituala uh, has not gone out on loan. They injured. Right. So
1: So maybe we have the Clackamas County PD to thank for that, or Sheriff's right? Office. Right. Um, yeah, I we're poised to do well. I mean, it is harder to get in the playoffs this year. If there's one more team, um, but
0: it's also uh, this is the first time that I feel like we have a chump team coming into uh, since Chivas. Because I don't see Minnesota making any impact right away. They're just I think they're, they're they have what
1: 13 players.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's including the roster. Draft <laughs> 13 yeah. players.
1: Um, just and they slow. just drafted a goalkeeper, right? That was their first goalkeeper. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Minnesota. We should They're actually maybe we should go through the schedule too, but um. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I. Uh, they they are shaping up to not be especially good.
0: The problem is like it's not that they I think they can develop or something good, but if you ask them to run right out of the gate, I don't think they have it. They just don't have enough. Honestly, They're it reminds me of the, kind of
1: the Timbers injured. a lot. Uh, when we first entered the league, you know, a lot of guys from our USL team. Uh, a couple of big signings, but our biggest, our biggest signing to start the season was Jack Newsbury. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, um no. He was our, I mean, and obviously but Jack Newsbury is a legend, and you know, hopefully yeah. we'll get on the uh, wall of fame up there. But not, you know, never came close to being a DP caliber player. I guess Diego Charo was our first DP guy, um, and that didn't happen until a month or two into the season. So th- th- it feels very similar to that and that said that season we were we were we in the playoff play- race till two games left so yep. um is anything can happen well, that's and... the
0: thing it's it's hard to see it right now just because i mean they wanted miguel obar back and yeah, i'm sure he's been he's, he's improved since he left them the first time um they signed uh their you know, the predominant goal scorer whose name's escaping me christian ramirez maybe mm-hmm. um he did they're very high on him um They have no straight, like, midfield. They have no spine. That's the problem. There's no clear spine for this team, and they're running out of time. Yeah, we'll see. I'm a little surprised they didn't trade away their first pick. Just because if you could turn that into two, like, experienced MLS players, or, like, one, like, solid midfielder and a goalkeeper, I don't see why you wouldn't have done that.
1: I don't know. I I think if you can get a high draft pick and— know that your guy's gonna be good, then I think that makes sense. I mean again, Nagby. Well again this the is what this your earlier
0: this was your earlier point though, you're rolling the dice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean you don't know this guy's gonna put, want to be on the the uh, professional level.
1: True. And I guess he wasn't he obviously wasn't the consensus number one. Whereas Nagby was a completely obvious yeah. You know, yeah. Gonna be I guess Nagby was number two, wasn't he? I always forget that. Yeah he was number two. Omar Salgado. I <laughs> wonder if he's still a professional <laughs> soccer player. Did
0: uh, he go somewhere like somewhere stupid?
1: He was like, in Mexico for a minute. I have no was idea.
0: Was he? Yeah. I ended up like somewhere in uh like Norway or something. Probably. Anyway. But yeah. So the schedule came out, so we know things about uh, what's happening.
1: Yeah. Should we just run through the East Coast away days real quick? Why not? Okay. March twenty fifth, Columbus. Um. I'm these are all Saturday right? games, which, by the way, for the national the uh, nationally televised games are usually on Sundays. Um, for yep. the Timbers, at least they were last year. So it's, man, I think more than half of our away days were on Sundays last year. So it's very yeah. nice to have some Saturdays soon to take work off. So yeah, March 25th, Columbus. It's probably going to be pretty cold in Columbus, I would imagine. Um,
0: yeah, it shouldn't be too, too bad. Any chance There's you make shot. it out to that one? There's a shot, um, conveniently. So my job hates it when people take any time off between November and the first of the year. So no one's left taking any, or you can take time off, like if you really need to. But uh their incentive to do that is to give you three days to use like anytime you want, all at once, three day weekends that have to use before March. So I took my vacation, like I took a five day vacation, and this happens to fall right in that. So I might be going. That'd be cool. I got the time Have you been to Columbus so before? I've never been to Columbus. Sweet. So I would uh definitely that's on the calendar. I they'll get tickets and everything like that, like flights out there, but
1: Yeah. Is it? It's probably way too far to drive.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think I saw like twelve hours. Yeah. Maybe a bit less ten, but it's uh, a little too much for me to drive.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna try to make it out. I haven't really thought about it, but I don't see any reason why. Yeah. I w- I wouldn't be able to. Columbus is fun. I good, would like to go. Good away days over there. The, the best. The best away day as well. Right.
0: <laughs> the ultimate away day, yeah. if you will.
1: Yeah. Uh, the next up is April 8th in Philadelphia. I'm definitely going to that one. Two days before Uh, my birthday.
0: I think... This one's on my calendar as a maybe. I'm not sure. Again, this one's a... I'd like to go to this one, but we'll see.
1: Philly, yeah. That's, um... Probably, I would imagine, going to be our biggest... Oh, NYCFC will probably be our biggest of the year. Yeah, so... Philly will be our second biggest, likely. Uh, May 20th in Montreal...
0: Uh, I usually try to go to these ones, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to this one this year. I think I can't, because uh, I think I have a wedding to go to that weekend.
1: I do as well. Uh, August 12th, what? our other Canadian... I'll say this.
0: I'm going to interrupt you. If anyone has a shot to go to this one, definitely go to this one. Montreal?
1: Montreal's
0: always... I love Montreal. Really? Never
1: been. Yeah. I really, it's fun. really want to go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Canada, August 12th is Toronto. Oh, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we counting Minnesota?
1: Because uh, that's kind of in the they're Heartland They're in the Eastern region. Conference, I suppose that counts. But uh, oh, they're in the Western
0: Conference. I Minnesota's mean, in the West. Oh yeah, duh, sorry. But uh, it's kind of heartland regiment, I guess, so...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't necessarily need to count
1: that. That's on June 21st.
0: Yep, and then the SKC on July 1st.
1: Nice. Yeah, SKC, I really want to get to a game there.
0: So Heartland's going to have a couple weeks to bring some, some real game.
1: Okay, then we wrap things up on September 9th with NYCFC. So yep. hopefully we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be in the middle of a playoff race. Yankee Stadium. Always uh,
0: always fun, right? Yeah. I'm happy for myself. So I have to plan all my vacations. Uh, I have to give all my weeks and notice in the last week of October, first week of November. And so I'm going to Portland middle of July, and they happen to be playing RSL on a Wednesday night game, so I'm pretty happy Oh, that'll that. be fun. Yeah. Yep.
1: I like the Wednesday night, or the weeknights games. Yeah, me
0: too. Especially so sure like, vacation, so I don't really gotta worry about getting up early the next day or nothing. So, that's cool. a, that's a show. We talked about things and such. <laughs> I think our next show will probably start coming around when we have some preseason games to talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, and if, if,
1: if you or anybody you know is in tucson uh and would be interested in coming on uh shoot us an email timbers oh shoot what is it timbersfieldreport at gmail.com or yep. you can it's probably faster to just tweet at kyle t- at, at ta t- field report yep um
0: yeah that's 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 the show sure bang
1: cool good to good to talk to you man it's 2017 yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, it's, gonna,
0: it's gonna be a great year it's an it's an odd number year so yeah man i mean we're pretty much pretty guaranteed to win the trouble right I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm of the unpopular opinion that the last digit of the year has no effect on how the Timbers mm-hmm. play soccer games, neither well, does the jersey color, I know, call
0: me crazy. You're wrong on both counts. so, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, it's an odd new year and you got the jersey color, it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, correlation suggests <laughs> so.
0: Correlation to equals causation, Drew. Remember that. Remember that. <laughs> 100% there. of the time, that's a thing.
1: There you go. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll right. We'll talk to you soon if I survive inauguration next
0: weekend. Be, good luck with that, Drew. <laughs> good luck with that. Thanks.